0: People, me, me, now, me, now. Quit me, me, now, Wait, 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 stop, 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 stop. Quay, wait, 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 stop, stop, me
1: and one more
0: time
1: what <laughs> it's not even why is that happy New year? Shouldn't it be happy
0: birthday? No, well, it's an, like an anniversary, like a new year, new, uh-huh. new turning over a new a new leaf, even. a new oh, we are close, looking towards new horizons,
1: even uh, the way that our brains are like in sync because I was already <laughs> thinking about using the Animal Crossing Happy Birthday theme to lead into the top oh, of this amazing. episode. Yeah, but that was too beautiful. I guess I, 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 you. I guess you're stuck with that now, listener. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, it's funny. Well, hey, hi, welcome to Gay for Play, a podcast of all things queer in the world of video games, pop culture, and beyond. I'm Lawrence Turner Cordova. I'm <laughs> Ebon. I'm Eric. Say name. Say your name. Your
1: name? <laughs> and I'm Eric Solis. <laughs> There we go.
0: <laughs> um, you know, it, it's funny. We were talking about um, reflecting on a year of this podcast because today is our one year anniversary. Ah! hello. Hello! It's funny, we were re- we were reflecting back on that first episode and talking about how we felt ourselves maybe uh, wanting to be too academic or too heady. Um, so, I, I don't know, I feel like I'm <laughs> here balancing it out and showing you the clowns that we've devolved into by just opening the episode <laughs> with a full K.K. Alblangzai interpretation, could you interpolation. Um,
1: could you imagine if we took this podcast, like, actually seriously? I feel like we were trying at the very top and then we're like, oh no. No, our our little, our tiny no. little gay monkey brains can't handle, like, Let's more academic do whatever criticism. The fuck
0: we want. Let's
1: do whatever the fuck we want. And that's what we're here to do <laughs> today, is celebrate a year of Gay for Play. That is the podcast. Who yes. said that? <laughs> Look what a year has done to
0: us. <laughs> Look what a year has done. Hey, but can I just say, can I say, Bestie, mm-hmm. podcast co-host, my dear, uh, I am feeling, you know, it's giving... It's giving thanks. It's Thanksgiving time. Mm. Um, I'm very thankful that we've been doing this show for a year. And um, just thankful th- thankful that we've come this far and are still doing this. And that our friendship is, I think, stronger than ever. I think Isn't so, that beautiful? too. Uh,
1: what if I was like, nah, I don't think so. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's fine. No, I, I love doing this show. I mean... It's, what, hour to hour and a half every week of, like, getting to spend time with you. Plus, all the time we spend planning the podcast off the microphone. It's it's really mm-hmm. been quite uh, a journey. Um, I just like the way that our friendship has developed so so beautifully over, over Zoom and Discord for the yeah. most part of the last year. Um, and, listener, you have a year of our stupid blabbing mouths in your ears. And if you're still hanging out or if you're just finding us, welcome... To the show, thank you for yeah. a full friggin' year.
0: Yeah, thank you for listening. Um, if you're a newer listener, um, sorry for singing at you loudly. At sorry, the top your eardrums are
1: blown out. Yeah.
0: Um, but um, I, I wanted to welcome you in. Uh, I think you know now that we're at the year checkpoint. This is this could be a good like starting point for some people. Um, we started this podcast a year ago with the uh, intention of just talking about queerness in video games. Um, since we are two queers and we love video games a lot. Um, and I think this episode, or this episode, <laughs> this show has kind of really evolved in a really cool way over the past year. Um, I think the way that we think about games has changed a lot. Uh, the way that we approach, um, talking about queerness and talking about games has changed a lot too. Um, I don't know. I, I, I think we'll reflect on it more later in the episode,
1: but. Yeah, just my, just um, my, my relation, I, I don't know, my, yeah, I think both of our relationships with games have, have, um functionally changed i mean we're also coming at it from a you know acad- academic like you know
0: semi-journalistic
2: in a journalistic I don't know. perspective
1: you know game video games are homework for the first time in my life um <laughs> and like putting that constraint on something i love i think it's i'm always wary of like turning something i love doing into like a gig or whatever like i love to mm-hmm. cook but i would never be a chef because monetizing would be too your hobby stress yeah, yeah. um mm-hmm. but the fact that this hasn't like turned in this th- th- yet i don't know but it hasn't yet turned into something that like is um you know not not full of life and not full of passion um that is not Yeah,
0: <laughs> I'm not sick of video games yet. <laughs> yeah,
1: and and this Patreon's not paying the bills still, so <laughs> <laughs> all things considered, oh, we're man. probably going to be doing this for a while. This is a show about gay video games, by the way. Um
0: Yeah. Um, we started, uh, like we said, a year ago, as as anniversaries are wont to do. Although um, even more than first... a year ago,
1: because our first episode we recorded back in May, and we only started yeah. releasing episodes in November. So there was actually like I went a... back,
0: I went back and listened. We recorded the episode May first, twenty twenty, which um, so truly beginning of May, uh, way <laughs> way before November. Um, but yeah, our very first episode we did on of um, of course Animal Crossing New Horizons, a game which. Uh, was the moment back in May of that year. Uh, and is
1: still um, and
0: the moment still at is this moment. very moment. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we figured that for this episode, uh, we would t- kind of take a look back at that game, um, what it was then, how it evolved over the past year and a half, and what it is now. Because uh, as you probably know, Animal Crossing New Horizons got a huge 2.0 update as well as a paid DLC expansion uh, and it's last month. And it's gayer
1: than ever ever let me tell you
0: it's gayer than ever it's bigger than ever there's uh, more shit to do than ever and it's also a great way to like maybe um you know a lot of people fell off this game um you know mm-hmm. that totally makes sense you mm-hmm. can't not you though to play games forever <laughs> not me <laughs> uh yeah i truly played this game well I-, I fell off for a few months but um have pretty much consistently played it since the release um but I-, I think it's a good time for uh players to um dive back in if you're missing island life um uh i I think it's a great time to jump back into this game so we'll talk about what's new how to dive back into that game what's new and clear about the game and all that stuff
2: Hi, homos. Um, This is Leo Grierson from that Do It For You podcast, sister pod of Gay For Play. Um, Also iconic guest from the Stardew Valley episode. Can I call myself that? I don't think so. Um, But you guys asked for uh, memories about Animal Crossing. And I've been playing this game since the GameCube version and... um, Honestly, just like it was the game that got me into video games. I I guess I like watched my sister play The Sims and I think that was before that, but like truly the first game I really played on my own. Oh, there's a siren in the background. Of course. The first game I really like played on my own and like what got me, I think, into the style of game that I really like to play was playing Animal Crossing, um, with the, the, with on the GameCube. Uh, the memory I want to talk about though was getting New Horizons and so I think Eric actually gave me this villager. um, Oh, shit. Now I can't remember her name. Hold on one second. You're going to have to edit this out. I'm so sorry. I have to Google it. I have to Google it. I think her name is Canberra. Yeah. Yeah, Canberra. Okay, so sorry, guys. So Eric (laughs) gave me Canberra. And I was furious because uh, I found Canberra's personality to be really unpleasant. I already had Flo, and I think that Flo the penguin has the same personality, but on Flo it like really works because she's like a butch penguin dyke. But for Canberra, I was like, I find you insufferable. I find you hideous. Like You're really ugly, and I cannot have that kind of energy and bad vibes on my island. And I... I just wanted her to move so bad. And I hadn't quite figured, like, I don't time travel. Like, that's really sacrosanct. Um, I hope I'm using that word right. Um, it's a big no-no. I don't do it. Um, so I couldn't just like time hop and like get her to move. So I kind of had to like wait and really suffer because she just wouldn't fucking move. And every time a little thought bubble appeared above her head, I'd be like, oh, "This is this is it. This is this is the time." that it wasn't. She always just like had favors or things she wanted from me. So like I I started like giving her garbage every day and like hitting her over the head with my net or like talking to her too much and like I tried to ignore her and nothing fucking worked. She just stayed on my island for what felt like months, probably was like weeks, but she finally moved. But when I think about like fond memories about Animal Crossing, I guess this is like sad that it's like a hateful memory, but uh, yeah, it was bullying the shit out of Canberra and uh, yeah, I actually have very little regrets about that. I love you guys. Um, I love everything you do. I'm your podcast's biggest fan. And uh, talk to you soon. Bye.
0: Wait, let's dive in. Okay, so we're talking this week about Animal Crossing 2.0. New Horizons Adventure. I don't even
1: know what music I'm going to use. I already used all the good music last time
0: uh maybe the like the
1: oh right oh yeah right. because we have the happy home paradise music oh my gosh yeah. right off the bat my one of my favorite details is the uh this is so minuscule but you know how when you travel to the happy home paradise island of the the dodo airport theme was like just a little more like jazzy it's mm-hmm. got a little it's kick the- in its step that wasn't there before
0: it feels like um they took that little jingle and made it worth $25. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: I don't know about you. Am I $25? You know? Oh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. perfect. No, but like, that's kind of what is, um, you know, like the shine, shining your furniture feature in the game. It feels like just a layer of polish has been layered onto this game. Like they took an already like a really great game and like gave it a little like fudge chocolate coating.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, so this, uh, 2.0 update, it added a ton of new content for, uh, the original, uh, onto the base Animal Crossing game, which itself has been really heavily expanded upon since its release in March of 2020 last year. Um, I don't wanna, here's the thing too. I, I mentioned our original episode up top. Um, I don't wanna retread too many points that we talked about in that original episode because I listened back to it and I was like, wait, this episode actually still kind of holds up, and I don't feel like it's... Like, I, I was I was afraid that it would be, like, huge cringe to mm-hmm. go back and listen to a thing I did a year ago. I'm actually still pretty proud of it and think that we had some interesting points uh, to say there. Um, so, uh, in it, we talked about the history of the Animal Crossing franchise, what led up to New Horizons, of course, talked about... Um, Uh, Miss Covina and how she affected um, how popular this game was at release when everyone was stuck in their homes. So uh, a lot of that, I don't want to retread that that ground, but I did want to kind of like briefly look at like Animal Crossing and how it has evolved over uh, the past year and a half. Um, so, starting from, I guess, in May when we had recorded, at that point, they had already released a couple of small updates, including the Earth Day update, which added Leaf, the sloth, who um, sells bushes and flowers. They added Red, who sells uh, paintings. Um, all, like, kind of returning features from old games. Uh, they later... The, I think the first big update was uh, in summer, when they added diving into the game, Um uh, they added Pascal and Gullivar, uh, to NPCs that you could do things with. Mm. This, um, see, and this later-
1: is, I, th- that was around when I checked out. I did not even make it mm. to, like, the summer of <laughs> Animal Crossing mm. that first year. Yeah,
0: I think that's kind of, that was a, that was a huge, I think, choke point when people mm-hmm. were starting to fall off was that summer. Um, later they added, like, fireworks, uh, later in the summer, uh, in fall, they added a huge uh, Halloween update. Um, uh, they added a Halloween events, new reactions. And then uh, in winter, they added the Turkey Day update, which, happy Turkey Day, we're back at it again at Krispy Kreme. Um, and uh, Christmas stuff, uh, yeah. And then all throughout, like, items, items, features, little quality of life, and bug fixes, and bugs, which um, allowed people to do some pretty creative stuff remember at one point there was a bug that let you, like, plant flowers on bricks, and it made it look like they were, like, flowers coming out of, um, like, growing through the cracks. A glitch, um, a glitch,
1: not, like, new bugs to catch that were added no, to the no, game. No, no, Sorry, no, no, Sorry, I was, I had my bread in a I was,
0: different... like, <laughs> I was like, why do you look so confused? They're, like, like bugs, bugs happen. But, yeah, yeah no. I was um, like, yeah,
1: with the net, yeah, no, you can, remember the, the tarantula hack. I remember I would, like, go to mm-hmm. the islands and, like, clear them out so I could catch tarantulas, but no. <laughs> also, there were bugs in the game.
0: <laughs> yeah, um... One of my favorite is people figured out how to, like, um, hang trees off the edge of a cliff um, and, you know, make it look like a little, I don't know a cute I, little I don't know if I know thing. this one they are talking about. <laughs> it anyway, got I, patched I, out. Well, but,
1: yeah, I was going to say, I know a lot of, didn't a lot of those get patched out with the 2.0 update, the big one that just happened?
0: Yeah, I think throughout, like, even when they were doing small updates, they would, like, patch out uh, bugs from before. Uh, but it's still, you know, it was cool to, like, um, have moments where you could break the game and... Uh, utilize your creativity that way. Um I guess finishing up real quick, uh earlier this year we had um the Festival update in uh January, which added that um uh that event as well as new uh new reactions and and items and stuff. And then there was the Mario 35th anniversary update that added a bunch of like Mario themed items. Uh the Sanrio update and finally the um what was it? Um, oh well, I guess that I guess that brings us to the 2.0 update. There were some minor updates. See, in between and I then, feel but.
1: like people complained about like, damn, they really dropped the ball with like Animal Crossing updates. They're like not updating it nearly enough. But hearing you read off a whole list, I'm like, holy shit, that's a lot to this add to a game after release.
0: It's been pretty consistently updated throughout a year. I think something people took umbrage with was the fact that, like, a lot of these features were present in New Leaf from the beginning or, like, early on in New Leaf. Um, That being said, I really liked the pace with which they um, implemented these updates because it felt like it was keeping it fresh for, you know, for the players throughout the year. And it it felt like uh, as the year evolved, uh, new things were coming out. And now with this 2.0 update, it feels like the game is um complete and also like way bigger than it ever was before um so with that said uh now the 2.0 update is here eric has this reinvigorated your love for the game in uh, any kind of way oh
1: absolutely like the whole like couple of weeks before they dropped this release i had like gotten back into the game like surveyed over my island and been like okay well this needs to be cleaned up and like i need to move this thing around and Mm -hmm. it was like um like preparing for company almost like oh my god i haven't like you know rearranged the furniture in so long i guess i better like prepare for all this so it was very fun like just the the anticipation leading up to the drop because i think a lot of people were like (laughs) getting back in the game and going ah shit look at all these weeds
0: yeah gotta gotta weed out my life gotta squash those cockroaches that have built up in my house um all that good stuff. Um, yeah, I, I think that that's a pretty common experience kind of from what I've, uh, from what I've gleaned from people playing the game. Um, is that, yeah, there was like this sense of mounting pressure, uh, looming over the 2.0 update to, um, to get ready and dive back in. Um, luckily, I think that this, so I wanted to talk about one thing, uh, before we talk about like what's new in this 2.0 update and what's new and queer in this 2.0 mm-hmm. update, because that's what we're here to do or whatever. Um, which is, um, for people who dropped off of Animal Crossing and um, you know are thinking of diving back in with this update, or at least checking it out and seeing what's new, uh, tips for like welcoming players back in—like, uh, do you have any? Do you have any thoughts on the top of your head um, of like yeah, how to I welcome s- people back into New Horizons?
1: Yeah, I would say uh, um, there's lots of new features in this update that I think alleviate um, like the pressure of coming back even more so than before. Um, like I know mm-hmm. that there's a new feature that you can get from Leaf, the little um, garden sloth, that he you can just pay him to clear all the weeds off your island. I know a yeah, lot of people that freak, major. freak out about the weeds. I also know that mm-hmm. they added um, ordinances to the game. Um, those are a thing from mm-hmm. New Leaf, where you can like extend the hours of stores, but also one of them is like a beautification feature ordinance that will like keep weeds from growing as much and like will help flowers grow more. Um, so there's yeah. lots of features to, like, if you're worried about, like, the visual state of your island, don't worry. If you're worried about, like, the emotions of, like, how your villagers are going to feel after being gone for so long, girl, they're just code. Also, they're not mean <laughs> about it. So, like, don't even worry. Yeah, everyone, not mean. everyone is so happy to see you no matter how long it's been since you logged into your village.
0: The, they will drag you once and then they'll truly forget about it and it'll be as if you never left. Hey, and that's um, what a
1: good friend does. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Just shouts out to all my friends who I haven't talked to in over a year and a half. (laughs) I, oh my god, truly, girl, the other day I messaged uh, one of my really good friends from childhood. Um, I I just, like, had the impulse to message him on Instagram. And I noticed that he had texted me in July of last year. And I (laughs) had forgotten to respond to his text (laughs) message. And I truly just responded like, hey, how's it going? (laughs) And he was so chill about it. I'm like, oh, wow, friends actually... um, the good friends don't care when you accidentally ghost them for a year and a half anyways um i was gonna say um i i've seen a lot of people debating on whether or not uh they should restart their island from scratch uh people feel like they've been away from the game for so long that that's that they kind of want to just nuke it and, mm-hmm. and start again i would lean towards no don't do that no uh, because
1: because the features that are added are like Stuff that wouldn't really even be all that interesting or helpful if you are going to start the game over from scratch.
0: Also, a lot of the new features um, won't straight up won't appear if you have like an early save file. Like Mm. there, there are features that are time locked based on like how long you've played the game. Um, That being said, I I think it's, um, you know, it's easy to just say yes, yes, do it or no, don't do it. I kind of did think of like um, a way to help you decide for yourself. Uh, which is, um, to, I recommend that you make a new character on your existing island by like using a second profile on your mm-hmm. Switch. Um, so do try that out because like if you make a new character, that new character has to go through the grind of paying off your house and, uh, collecting fish and bugs and fossils and doing all that early game stuff. Uh, which you might find is kind of a chore, <laughs> but like if you do it and you're like, Oh yeah, I missed this. I missed the like early grind of like, doing these early collectibles and these early tasks uh then i think um you know if that's your if that's your gig and that's what you want to do do that but keep in mind too that you'd have to like play for like 20 to 40 hours before you even unlock terraforming um Mm. so uh you know there's that um so it's a big choice i would lean towards no don't do it
1: depends (laughs) on how emotionally invested i i find myself like very like emotionally invested in my island that was Mm -hmm. like just sort of naturally grew out of you know, the release last year and I don't yeah. know. It's a it's such a weird special like not like a pandemic memory, but like uh like like the garden that I grew when I was in my house last yeah. year, like virtual. And so like to see it see it in the state it's in now and like be given the chance to like show it so much love again is, is really um pleasing to me.
0: Yeah. It's like picking up an old journal mm-hmm. or uh or something. Like I, I was going through old screenshots of like um You know, my early days of Animal Crossing and just seeing like, it's really cool seeing like my island pretty, uh, pretty barren and naturalistic and being like, oh, wow, now I have like a sprawling library in this in this spot or like, oh, I I built something really cool here and then I tore it all down and I built something completely new. It's really cool to kind of see how your island is like a mandala that you've put so much work into and changed over the years. Mm -hmm. I think that's really neat. Um, And
1: there's so much new stuff to hood in it. I mean you were just saying like if you love the collectible grind, like this is a great time to get back in because I'm back to hitting popping my balloons and like picking up my message mm -hmm. in the bottles of the beach because there's, you know, tons of new recipes and little furniture items. New
0: items, new recipes. So like my little little, my
1: little daily tasks are back. Yay.
0: No Dragon Ball Z, but there are over nine thousand new items in this game. (laughs) <laughs> truly now, over 9,000. Are 000. they <laughs>
1: counting all the different, like, color variations of the new items? I don't
0: think so. I think it's, I, I don't think it is. I think it's truly 9,000 new items plus all the different color variations, too. Oh God, I could be wrong, so but that's, I, I think that's the T. Um, ooh, one last note I wanted to say as far as, like, getting back into the game if you've been away for a while. A new feature they added is this new, um, you know how they have all the apps on your little Nook phone?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, they added this app called Island Life 101, which, like, Presents a bunch of like tips and like directions to um to either new players or returning players who maybe forgot you know what to do in this game. Um, and it's nice you see little like tips on the little loading screens when you're like booting up the game for the first time or going into. A I building. turned
1: those off pretty quick though. Some of them were like push the joystick to move. <laughs> like some <laughs> of them were very yeah. very basic things. I was like, okay, Isabel, I got it.
0: That being said, like it's really it, it that is cool as like as. As an accessibility thing, because like you know, there are people who come to this game because you know uh, it it became a huge phenomenon. Maybe they don't play too many Mm -hmm. video games, or you know, it's cool to have.
1: Remember, these are games for
0: kids. I mean, they're for everybody, but there
1: are (laughs) there is a large swath of you know most a large chunk of children playing these games who like for because it might be their very first, and so Mm -hmm. sweet, sweet little, you know, yeah, accessibility option. AC is great about all the accessibility it has.
0: Um, um, but yeah, what what else is new in this 2.0 update that ooh. has you excited? Ooh. There's so much.
1: <laughs> ooh, 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 ooh. I love that there are gyroids again. Um, yes,
0: gyroids uh, are queer culture. Mm-hmm. They're so uh,
1: weird and squishy.
0: They're just these little weird dudes, these little weird robot dudes that make noise. Um, they're, they've been a staple in the franchise since the original Animal Crossing and were largely absent from this game until they got re-implemented in, in this update. And I'm glad because they look so cool. There's one of them. I think it's it's the Whistleloid that looks like I'll say it, a little bong. <laughs> and I'm so glad that my little that my little character has a bong to smoke out of now. Mm. <laughs> Um, yeah, and yeah, I love the, how
1: I love how they like they're actually aesthetically pleasing now. If you go back and look at like the original Animal Crossing yeah. Cube gyroids, they look like monstrous.
0: Yeah. My sister, like, uh, when I told her the gyroids are coming back, she was like, oh no, I hate them. Yeah, and I was like, little, no, look at them. She's like, little she was demonic like, oh, yeah, they're actually cute. Fire hydrants, no. <laughs> um I No, they're cute. I really love the new designs mm, of the gyroids. Here. I
1: uh love the 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 co-op on harv's Island. Um, I don't know mm-hmm. if you remember that Harv's Island is a thing you could do in the game. I completely forgot yeah. about it the second it was introduced. Truly
0: kind of it kind of faded into the background. Um, but
1: now bit. he's got a little island for if you want to do capitalism. Like, which is literally what he said at one point in the game. Do you remember this?
0: <laughs> he does. Yeah, he has like a line about like, hey, that's capitalism, baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Harv, if you don't remember, is this like groovy. Groovy is the best word to describe mm-hmm. this this man. He's a little like beagle, I think. Beagle or basset hound. Um, but yeah, he runs this little. He has this little island where you can go and like take photos in his cabin. Um, and yeah, he does. He expanded into this huge like co op where you can get all the like um, all the merchant villagers um, in one spot and like uh, buy special items from them. It's
1: a- uh, incredible for me. I think it is like my favorite addition, and also I think like the most like useful in a utilitarian sense. Um, mm-hmm. They
0: also brought back our uh, our queen queer icon Katrina, the psychic.
1: Uh, you should, the psychic
0: mm-hmm. panther girl she's so fierce i love her so much um she's also really useful too have you like looked into what her fortunes do
1: um she like helps you with your relationships to your villagers she like will tell you the status and like how to you, how to repair them if they're not good Right. there's
0: that and also like she'll be like oh like your fortune your fortune with money will increase and if you get that then you're going to get like larger sums of money from the bell rock oh. it's easier to find like gold nuggets uh which are really hard uh currency to find in the game um there's all these little stats and buffs um and debuffs too if you get a bad fortune Ooh. uh that but those it. but those so only really apply
1: fun. if you go to her those aren't just things that are true yeah. on any day okay
0: hmm yeah it's it, it's yeah slightly different from like the stardew valley luck stat, where mm-hmm. like that is um always decided every day this you have to like actively decide to go into um but it's really cool um nice. and i love the- i
1: love that you can like actually like purchase things from these village or um, these citizens that would only show up every now and again like i barely ever mm-hmm. got red's treasure trolley or treasure trove yeah. or whatever it was i barely ever got him to come to visit my island so my you know art wing on my museum is like still so scant I can see him every day now and mm-hmm. usually buy a new piece of art every day. So like, I'm actually finally filling out that wing of my museum.
0: Um, mm-hmm.
1: also recent Cyrus, they were in the game. I know last summer, because there was like a wedding summer update where you could like help them stage like wedding photos, which was, yes. I, which until that moment, I thought that they were like brother and sister. So apparently Oop. they're not, <laughs> no, nope. they're, they're fucking, um, but no, they're also back. You can now like take all of your furniture to, um, to cyrus and to ha- cyrus and have him customize it like customize the colors because the colors have usually been random on what furnitures you can buy um,
0: yeah which this is, is so like hugely helpful feature yeah because like for instance let's say you got a diner stool and it was uh red but you really wanted to build a pink diner you would just have to like wait until you happen to have a pink diner chair in your uh, in your nook store which only has like five pieces of furniture per day um so it was like virtually impossible to find the one you wanted unless you traded with people online um but yeah now with Cyrus you can like get any color of furniture you want which I, I think the biggest the biggest thing in this 2.0 update it truly feels like your creative options are like- limitless are limitless. Yeah. They, they've they added so much, which we'll dive into when we talk about the DLC in a minute. Um, I wanted to also talk about uh, Leaf on the Harvest Co-op because now, in addition to selling flowers and uh, little uh, bush starts, he also sells, what's that? Carrots? Tomatoes? Potatoes? because they added gag a cooking feature in this game which i am I'm obsessed in with i love with this I this is what love i've wanted so for so long i want a cooking feature it's exactly what it sounds like. It, it's basically crafting, but with, um, you know, fresh ingredients and you uh, craft little recipes. But all the food looks so cute yeah. and so yummy. It's like. And you can live it, your farm
1: core fantasy now. Like all yeah. of your, all the different vegetables and all the different combinations. A lot of the recipes that you'll find in, in um, messages in the bottles will be in recipes now, which is really mm-hmm. nice.
0: They have a little like whisk icon on them. And mm-hmm. like now when you go into your villager's home, you'll see them like cooking at a kitchen and they'll share a recipe with you. <sighs> Which is nice say, because like they used to just give you DIYs, but like you got to a certain point where every single DIY they would give you was a repeat, mm-hmm. and um, you would just be stuffed with a bunch of extra DIYs. Uh, but yeah, I love the cooking feature in this game. Um, um, also, I love I else? love a
1: little health moment. They added group stretching. Yes, have you done this?
0: <laughs> I did it once. Uh, I yeah, I did it once, and I did I it I exactly um, once. <laughs> it's been guilting me ever since because I'm like I should stretch with my villagers more often. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's really neat. You can take the little Joy Cons off, um, do like little like morning stretches with your um, with your villagers in the town plaza. It's real cute.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, sweet, um, um, and, and and that is and that is only the stuff. Oh, that and was, the roost. And the oh, oh and the roost. the roost. Oh, and the roost. Well, 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 because it didn't it didn't do much for me, Tbh.
0: It's a coffee shop. It's cute. It's a coffee shop. I also um, Brewster the pigeon uh, runs it, and he's a real cute, charming little gentleman guy. Mm-hmm. It's real sweet.
1: Um, but yeah, you, if you if you have amiibo cards for Animal Crossing, it's really cute because you can invite whoever you want to come to the coffee shop. And there are lots of really cool Easter eggs. A lot of like um, throwback characters will show up. I know Mr. Rossetti will come visit, um, mm-hmm. who hasn't like appeared in the game other than like in reference up until now. Yeah. Um, so neat. I love all that. And that is just the stuff that was added for free to this update. But then there is the entire Happy Home Paradise DLC, which oh, adds a whole... God other swath of features that we haven't even talked about yet but lawrence i know that you have been absolutely obsessed with wait the yeah it kind of DLC.
0: took over my life um bobby burke you better watch your fucking back because um there's a new head interior design a queer interior designer uh in the building and i use more colors than just blue and white <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the thing that like always kind of like like bothered me about queer eye. It's like Bobby would always just turn to Mitch's houses blue and white.
1: Yeah, they look <laughs> like, like a model Home you, from like girl. the mid two thousands. That was like <laughs> as generic as it was. But
0: sorry, Bobby Burke. I think you're you're you're, you're an excellent interior designer. I guess just um, change it up a little, girl. Maybe play some Happy Home Paradise and see uh, what options you <laughs> are available to you. <laughs> But yeah, um, Happy Home Paradise. It's a paid DLC expansion. We talked on the podcast before. If you have the, like, Nintendo um, online subscription um, expansion pass, then you get it for free or whatever. Um, Anyways, uh, that's to say, this is a paid DLC that adds a whole new suite of features. Um, It adds an island that you can go to and work at uh, where you um, basically design island um vacation homes for uh for different animal crossing villagers and each one wants something different and um uh, you just get to design their house and the exterior of their house and you get a bunch of like new um new tools like uh partition walls and pillars and counters ooh, ooh, and ooh, lighting ooh. effects and, and you can shine so you much can stuff.
1: shine the furniture you can make it all yeah, clean
0: you can polish the furniture add like um particle effects to uh, two different furniture items. Yeah. But and it's, it's just so meditative and chill and yeah, great. Yeah,
1: and it's not just the the design aspect. It's sort of like this new little hub world that has been added to the game that is just really... Um, the more you play, the more it grows. Like, it grows like another mm-hmm. sort of town square type of area, which I really, really love. That there's, um, you know, this little archipelago now in New Horizons that is your island and Harv's island and now the Happy Home Paradise Islands and all the different little mm-hmm. houses you can build for your villagers. It's It's a really neat little world that they've added
0: yeah I wanted to say one thing that was really interesting to me about it was um, it was interesting that this idea or or that this uh, DLC added in the idea of um, going to work (laughs) which like um, just like if you look at it it made me think like I don't know how intentional this was but like the devs seem kind of like aware that like when this game released in March of 2020 a lot of a lot of people were unemployed like a lot of people were out of work (laughs)
1: Yeah, I'm almost glad this wasn't a thing at release because I would have felt, like, a lot worse about, like, not having a real you job. You know?
0: But it's, but it's interesting, too, that, like, I think the devs are kind of aware that, like, oh, yeah, like, now with this 2.0 update, like, yes, there's tons of new shit to do, but, like, also, like, people's lives have changed since then, and a lot of people are back to work. So it's interesting how, like, there's this parallel of, like now even your little villager can go to work just work. like you. <laughs> you know, you know? Yeah. It, it's the sense of, like, escapism using, like, I don't know, our actual real circumstances and, that and, we're
1: in. you know, at least, you know, for me it helps as a reason to actually, like, want to play the game every day again because it's, yeah, yeah it's it's the little you know tasks on my island but also like you know the real responsibility of like being Mm -hmm. an interior home designer on this island um which is very funny because i was under the impression this entire game was like just one big long vacation but now i'm like building like (laughs) second vacation homes for all these villagers who are already living on a vacation-esque island (laughs) i think it's very funny i'm like well i guess we all just have an endless amount of bells capitalism on easy mode baby you gotta love animal crossing (laughs)
0: Well, that's the thing too, that like, um uh this job that you work at on this island, uh, they don't pay you in bells. They pay you mm. in this new currency pokey, which you can only oh, spend.
1: No. Sorry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Not the Animal Crossing NFTs. Tom Nook is on that on that uh on that crypto game. <laughs> Tom Nook would absolutely invest in crypto. Mm. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. I, I've been a Tom Nook defender on this podcast before, but um I do think he um Timmy and Tommy probably taught him what...
1: Yeah, no, Timmy and and Tommy are the ones who are, like, doing, like, all the data mining. Um, Tom Nook is just, like, the the face of it, and also he vapes now. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Oh, man. But no, you get paid in Pokey,
1: which are... I mean, bells are bells. Pokey are what? What are Pokey? Like, those little chips?
0: I don't know. Um, But it's a currency that you can only use on that island Mm -hmm. to uh, buy, like, new furniture. There's a bunch of, like, really cool new furniture including ceiling furniture. We didn't talk about that. You can hang oh my little gosh, chandeliers can stuff
1: from ceilings now. Oh my gosh. As this well whole as...
0: episode is just us being like, "Ooh, now there's <laughs> Oh, I did you know that they
1: could do Yeah, this is very much just like repeating uh-huh. like exactly what, there's, you know, everyone's been experiencing, there's a... but
0: there's a meme I saw a long time ago that was like Animal Crossing players be like, "I'm so hyped, new chair just dropped."
1: <laughs> what well, froggy chair is in the game now? <laughs> but it's true. Now. It's but, true. Literally, I've never mm. I've never been more excited about an asset in a video game before.
0: Yeah. Um yeah, for those of you who maybe aren't aware, um, a, a staple item in the game has been uh, this item called Froggy Chair, which is a little chair that looks like a frog. <laughs> uh, and they kind of stealth dropped it into um, into uh, the announcement of this DLC uh, trailer where they just happened to show someone shining some furniture and then, like, you saw the Froggy Chair in the background, um, uh, which is really cool. It, 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 it shows that, like, Nintendo knew. Like, they knew. You know, they I, knew I what the that, queers yeah, shows,
1: wanted
0: yeah and i i think it shows that there's just this like awareness that Nintendo has about um about the community around this game um, mm-hmm. um even stuff like um did we talk did we talk about capn and his mystery tour islands
1: no, we didn't no, not yet i was gonna bring that um
0: up. yeah, so he's a returning character as well he's this um he's this uh Kappa that like takes you to these mystery islands uh where you can um get seasonal items and also dig up gyroids and um It's basically like the Nook Miles tours that have been in the base game, Uh, but you can only go once a day and he charges you Nook Miles for them, uh, which I thought was an interesting way to circumvent the um, Nook Miles tickets economy of this game, Mm. which is
1: buck wild. Oh, right, which I I don't even know how to begin to, like, deconstruct that, but, like, that is another wild thing that happened to this game.
0: Yeah, um let let's table that i think we're getting ahead of ourselves um do you have any other thoughts about the dlc the happy home paradise stuff um no just that some of these
1: villagers are freaks literally today lionel <laughs> asked well he, you know because you'll walk up to the villagers they'll have little thought bubbles and they'll be like hmm, i would love a house you know that looks like a coffee shop or a house that's a garden today lionel on the beach literally went i just love being surrounded by toilets
0: Yes, we need to talk about our little toilet freak because he's kind of he's
1: kind of a <laughs> little toilet freak. I literally like had to build like a master bathroom house for La, you know, and like and he was just happy as a clam in there.
0: It's really cool. Um so all the villagers um each villager has like the same prompts regardless of who's playing the game. So like if you if you like do a Twitter search of like you know, Lionel, happy home. Uh, you see a bunch of people's takes on his little toilet pallets.
1: <laughs> I need to go look those up now.
0: <laughs> yeah, some of them are really, really good. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's so silly, like, um, figuring out what these different villagers want and, like, how you can use your it's, imagination. It's not terribly
1: to, like, hard, though, because they'll be varied. it's like, I want a house with flowers. And you're just like, okay, mm-hmm. I'll put a shit ton of flowers in your house. Thanks, yeah. I love it.
0: But there's so much creativity. Like, I I don't fancy myself, like, a huge designer. designer. Um, like, I, I don't know. Like, that wasn't my hugest forte in, um, you know, when I started playing Animal Crossing. Um, but they make this uh, Happy Home Paradise um, design set, like, really accessible and, like, really... Mm-hmm. Um, really make it easy to like build some like pretty well, yeah. stunning, really cute well, designs.
1: It's, it's like like a lot of uh, the 2.0 update. Just they've added like features that make the game feel limitless. And this Happy Home Paradise mm-hmm. is literally like on the spot. You can change the color of furniture, the shapes, the, the the every single variation is at your fingertips for the first time. Um, yeah. and it makes everything just feel so nice and cohesive. And I'm so glad that they made this DLC part of the game rather than a separate l- release because I know there was like a Happy Home Academy or something for the 3DS that was a separate game you had to buy, but that it's, like, Mm -hmm. woven so neatly into the base game of Animal Crossing of, okay, well, this is a job, but it's also very much, like, kind of, like, a separate second game inside of the game. Yeah. It's, like, as as huge as the original game seems to be up to this point.
0: And what's neat, too, is as you make progress in the DLC, you can, like, bring those new features and new items onto uh, your home island and do that. Um, Also... Um. Spoiler alert for anyone who doesn't want the end of the DLC spoiled. For them. I don't want it spoiled um, for me yet. Okay. Well, I won't say anything. But I will just say that, like, um, finishing like I, once you do, I think it's like thirty houses that you have to do to uh, complete quote unquote complete the DLC. Although you can just keep playing it ad nauseum. Um, uh, that the, there's a final like um, reward you get for finishing it that makes. Changes the game a little bit for life on your home island um, and your villagers there. Uh, mm-hmm. That's all I'll say. A
1: zombie um, play. Cool. Do There's they all a... turn into zombies?
0: <laughs> they all die. They all and, dead. Uh, you unlock the, You unlock the gun item and <laughs>
1: <laughs> doom guys in Animal Crossing finally.
0: <laughs> oh man. Um, should we um, talk about? Yeah.
1: Uh, I mean, I, I I feel satisfied on that. I want to talk about like the yeah. actual queer stuff that they added because there has been queer stuff added in this update. Yes um so first of all i mean i think we have to talk about um our best boys cj and flick um, oh yes oh yes yes because if you remember in our very first episode we did talk about you know the the sort of headcanon that was coming out of um cj the otter and flick the chameleon
0: chameleon Iguana? you keep saying otter he is a beaver he's a beaver <laughs> he is a beaver i he's made that correction you he's in a, our very he's first episode too he's a beaver that's too. an otter
1: though if you know what i mean yeah there blah. we go i see You yeah, know what i mean <laughs> um you know the the two the two uh, you know roommates C J and C J who is the the fish the fishing tourney host and Flick who is the the bug off host. Um, mm-hmm. You know,
0: yeah, we talked about how you know even early on, um, uh, people started um, shipping these characters together because they do refer to each other as partners. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people, you know, thought like, well, obviously they mean business partners, but then us gays were like, no, they mean. Romantic sexual partners even.
1: Intimacy. <laughs> no, sex doesn't
0: sex doesn't uh exist in the Animal Crossing world. But No, but they... intimacy
1: does. They're intimate.
0: Yeah. And this update has almost canonized them. Like they Like
1: literally, other than saying we're gay, they're
0: gay. <laughs> yeah. So one of the big features is if you scan Flick or CJ's amiibo uh while playing the um Happy Home DLC, you can build a home for them. Um but, uh, with a caveat, um, if you, if you scan in Flick and try to build a home for him, he'll be like, Hey, so here's the thing. I'm kind of already live with someone. And then you can be like, well, do you want just, do you want me to build a house for you and CJ together? And you're like, Oh, we can, you can build a house for the both of us. Oh, perfect. And then you can build a little dream house for Flick and CJ finally, <laughs> which is such like a cool celebration of those characters. Like, mm. I, you know, I, I think so many people just wanted to, um, you know see what their little lives are like and now it's so cool to be able to actually build a house for them um but yeah (laughs) it's really neat to like have them together um yeah um, that being said because there's really
1: i mean other than like reese and cyrus there aren't a lot of like you know straight up couples as you would say mm -hmm. like the villagers on your island don't really date or have partnerships they have friendships but you can't you don't really um see a lot of villagers um interfacing with each other in like a you know, yeah. semi-serious way, like CJ and Flick do.
0: Um, yeah, also, the other little tidbit we got is, in The Roost, um, you uh, can run into uh, Flick and CJ's dads. Which, um, did
1: we know this, that they had, that these characters were their dads? Because I only just learned this.
0: Um, I figured it was the case, because I, like, I remember those characters, like, there was a beaver character, I forget the beaver character's name, and then there was Nat, who uh. was a chameleon in the yeah, older b- games. Yeah,
1: the beaver was named Chip, so Chip the Chip, Beaver used yeah. to run the fishing tourneys and Nat used yes, to run the bug tourneys.
0: Because CJ stands for Chip Jr. Um, oh, and, uh, I yeah,
1: didn't know
0: that. Um but yeah, so like um it was implied that these characters were their sons. I don't know if they ever like confirmed, confirmed it, it before yeah. now. Uh but now if you talk to um uh uh Nat and Chip? Chip, yes. I'm already forget. Sorry to this man. I don't remember his name. Um, if you talk to him in the roost, they'll, like, have lines of dialogue about, like, I'm so glad our sons found each other and yeah. have someone to rely on. Um, and it, like, kind of, like, implies that they're, like, these two dads who are supportive of their gay sons.
1: I love really it. No, Chip, way. Chip gives off, like, such, like, you know, straight dad trying his best. Um yeah. I love it. And, again, it was, like, are there other, like, par- parent? kid relationships that we know about in the Animal Crossing universe like everything is so like tangential and, and and um open-ended in Animal Crossing that I just love that we're actually you know seeing this confirmed that there is like this little mm-hmm. family dynamic that exists within the game. Yeah.
0: Um Captain has his family um mm-hmm. that he can bring to the roost. There's uh, Daisy May and, and uh her, and Joan. Her grandmother June, right who's her grandmother, I think. and we yeah. also um,
1: i also don't know if it was ever really confirmed before but we you you can see in the roost that Brewster and uh uh blathers. uh blathers that Brewster and Blathers like were friends in the past because there's a picture of them together on the wall in the roost
0: and they were friends
1: oh they were just oh my God, uh, they, they were roommates friends.
0: um that's the other thing i wanted to talk about in this game i got kind of queer vibes from them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know about you, but, like, um, so you, um, to unlock the roost and, um, uh, Brewster, um, Blathers kind of sends you on this quest. He's like, oh, this old pal of mine, um, I've been searching for him for years, and I've been wanting him to come back to, um, uh, to uh, pick up shop. And then you had to go to a mystery Island and find uh, Brewster. Um, and there were just queer undertones to it that I thought were really like interesting. Well, yeah, Because like, when
1: you, when you find Blathers finally is like, a, or no, when Brewster. you find Brewster, mm-hmm. he's like, ah, oh, Blathers. I haven't heard that name in years. Yeah. Like, it's, a, it's a very like,
0: <laughs> and then he's like, tell him I got his message. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just so mysterious. And you're like, so there's something about these two. They have a history.
1: And, and, us with our gay little brains, we just love to like head canonize these characters of yeah. like, well, clearly like Brewster's like the quiet, like more pragmatic one. Um, Blathers mm-hmm. is like the more booky, a little more assertive one, maybe. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it, I think it's whenever we have these characters who are um, of the same gender and kind of have these like um, opposite personalities, but like are are close with each other. I think we fill in the blanks and kind of uh <laughs> mm. you know um, um head uh, what's called headcanon these characters together, yeah. which I think is really neat. Which and I speaking think of headcanon which I and,
1: don't think like, you know, there's always like, you know, a, a vocal minority that's always like, why do we need to, you know, make these characters gay? It's just a game for kids. It's, you know, these it, we don't need to push this gay agenda uh onto it, but in some ways I'm like, it's almost better that it's not spoken. Like I I mm-hmm. if if Nintendo came out and like straight up said, like, nah, like they're dating and they're very they're our very first gay Nintendo couple, I'd be like, well, now mm-hmm. you've kinda ruined it, actually. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Because now 'cause it would it would be like, okay, well now you're like using these characters to like platform a thing, but you're still a corporation. Like the fact yeah. that it is like so much a part of the community itself that like this relationship exists to us and only us like that almost validates it more than if it were a real thing. Does that, if that makes I, any sense? Yeah,
0: I really, um, really love the idea of the queer imagination and um, how, you know, we can fill in the blanks and, um, you, you know, a, a, and create this, this space and this queerness um, for ourselves. I think that's a really beautiful thing. Uh, the next point I was going to bring up was the um, happy home paradise DLC. You get to a point where you can um, suggest roommates to, um, mm. to existing people who you built houses for. And I thought that was a really cute way of like. Like oh yeah, I've always liked these two villagers, and in my head, I've like I've thought that they were dating, or thought that they would
1: uh, a, us together. And playing now you can, a like,
0: little matchmaker, huh? Yeah, and now you can like literally just use your imagination to like build a house for these uh, for these villagers that you consider couples, and like, <laughs> like it, it's really cool how Animal Crossing has always been about like the only limit is your imagination. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, especially with this game, which you know there's endless design possibilities. I really love the idea that like, you know, our imagination can create the queerness in this game. Um,
1: And that it's not a game. It's not, it's not a game about like a win state or like a game about winning Mm -hmm. or failing. It's a game about patience and and, in a, in a weird way, it's, it's a very intimate game. It's a game that requires a lot of our like personal input, not just, you know, can you shoot all these guys, but can you like build a space for yourself that like feels safe and like home to you? And, that's a very queer thing to do in a gaming space because we don't really get those options very often. So
0: Yeah, and it's really cool. I think, I think that's also reflected in the community around this game, which is one of the least toxic gaming communities that you have out there. Um, I, don't, I don't know. Like I've never had like a negative experience um, interacting with strangers on the internet. Um, wait, that's a lie. Once someone robbed me. <gasps> <laughs>
1: Did you call that, that little cop dog? What's his name? Uh, I should
0: have. No, I, I won't. No, Sorry. ACAB don't. includes copper and Booker.
1: <laughs> Thank you. I'm so glad
0: they didn't make it in this update. <laughs> Wait, they did. They did. They, they, they. You can. You can see them in the roost. Um, but, <gasps> okay. um, but it's optional. You well, don't have to have cops in your game. If you I hope. Want
1: to. I hope they get decaf.
0: Uh, and, <laughs> anyways, once I did get robbed, I was hosting a catalog party where people could come and just pick up. Uh, items to register register them to their catalog and i just had people like charge me you know pay me a couple nook miles tickets for their um um uh, for my time and once someone came in and picked up my items and then didn't drop them and then booted out of my game and stole the island or stole the items
1: do you think they did it um, on purpose or do you think their game could have glitched
0: do you think i think they did it, they it, it on was purpose. pretty in,
1: in in oh
0: yeah
1: Ooh see don't be like them mm-hmm. be a good gamer and,
0: but anyways, that's to say that, like, largely, largely as a whole, I think this community has um, been very, um, very wholesome. Um, a lot of people just really celebrating each other's works and um, uh, helping each other out. So it's good. It's a really inclusive, inclusive community that reflects the inclusivity that this game nurtures, uh, which is really cool.
1: Sweet.
0: Uh, yes. Um. What else do we have in the world of Animal Crossing? I did have a couple things about, like, I guess, um, shortcomings of the game. Specifically, queer shortcomings. Um, One thing that got pointed out to me by a dear friend of the pod, uh, Leo Grierson, um, uh, is that you can't... Like, we we talked in our original discussion about this game about how gender is really fluid. And um, it's really easy to make your character present as whichever... uh, Present however you want. Um, There's also an option where you can choose... Uh, whether or not your character is um, referred to as a boy or a girl which um, uh only really changes the little voices that your character makes and doesn't really change anything else uh, because I noticed that most characters actually do refer to you with they them pronouns regardless of what that little mm-hmm. gender setting is um, that being said you can't rename your character which sucks specifically for um for trans players who may have gone through a name change over the past uh, past year and a half. Yeah. Um, so it sucks that you can't uh, change your in-game name. Um, but, you know, yeah. it, it, it's unfortunate.
1: It is unfortunate. I know that's like, you know, it, it can probably be rationalized as an issue of like, you also can't like copy your island very well. Like the mm-hmm. Nintendo seems to be like very locked down on like keeping people's, you know, shit safe and like keeping people from losing islands. But also, unfortunately, it makes like some concrete stuff really hard to change. Um, and unfortunately... Mm-hmm especially for a game that I feel like for a lot of people last year um, was so helpful in realizing a lot of um, gender identity stuff. A lot of people weren't going out of their homes anymore. They um, Mm -hmm. weren't thinking so much about how they were being perceived, um, you know, socially in the outside world. And so animal crossing being a thing that could allow people to express their gender in a way that they didn't have the option to in real life or, you know, couldn't do safely in in their real lives. It's um, what an incredible tool for that um for that kind of change and I feel like that that feeds into so much of like why the why the game is um you know so revered by queer people and queer communities online and and the and the lack of toxicity in that community because it's mm-hmm. um you know it's a game that helps people figure shit out whether or not it's like a, a layout for your bedroom or what your gender <laughs> is
0: <laughs> yeah um uh, yeah, that, that, that's the main like sh- queer shortcoming I, I thought of. Um, other shortcomings of the game itself... Attention, this update added a lot of quality of life features, but um, still other things... Left, left some other things out that it's like, why? <laughs> like, you still can't uh, mass craft items. You still have to craft things Oh, that one, by one, 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 one.
1: bothers me. Yeah.
0: Um, the other thing that annoys me, too, is... Um, uh, you have to talk with Cyrus on Harv's Island... You have to like go through his entire line of dialogue just to customize one piece of furniture. I wish they let you like, you know, um, order multiple things at once instead of having to go one by one and then like go into the little music and him being like done and about to be delivered and then having to talk with him again and doing the whole Um, rigmarole. Oh, we didn't mention
1: Tortimer is back.
0: Yes. or he's as,
1: not dead, <laughs> or as he, or right now, as he's going by Acornemur because he's wearing an acorn mask. Cornemur. Yeah, I was sure. Fallen. I was sure he was dead. I was so um, sure yeah, that I, turtle was dead.
0: I thought it was gone, long, long dead and gone. But no, he's still around. Yeah. He, if you've played any of the original games, he was like the old mayor of the like first town you move into in the um, very
1: first Animal Crossing game.
0: Yeah, um, and now he's like yeah, he's still chilling around.
1: Just he's retired and like you know running a storage shed. Good for him
0: hmm good for him um storage sheds we should say too like now you can like put these little sheds and access your home storage oh without awesome. running all the way over to your house Fucking game changer saver. oh my gosh it's great um yes.
1: and you know what else uh, getting back into the game like actually inspired me like last week to like go to ikea and like do some you nice know, home home redecorating because i was like oh if i can do this in animal crossing that gives me an idea for mm-hmm. how i can shift around this stuff on my wall in my bedroom I'm yeah like, oh. Thanks, Nintendo.
0: I was saying, I said last week on the pod how, like, I wish moving furniture in, uh, in real life was as easy as moving furniture in Animal Crossing. Because I wish I could just click a button and rotate my furniture 90 degrees or move it around. <laughs> move it you around know, we've we've yet to do an episode on The Sims. But, like, that,
1: is, that has got to be mm-hmm. a huge part of The Sims discussion is just, like, the way that Animal Crossing gets closer and closer to The, to the Sims of, like, yeah, wow, this is just my life now. I
0: mm-hmm. mean, um, I can be as gay um, as I before want. Before we wrap up before we wrap up any like final thoughts we have on animal crossing now that we're now that we're here Um, now that we're here in this big old 2.0 update you
1: know i'm this episode i'm I'm real hot on it again i'm playing it every day i I could see myself though like in a month being done with it again like everything they've added is really great i really love it Mm -hmm. like if you've never played animal crossing before like oh my god like now is the time like if there was ever a time to start getting Mm -hmm. into this game because of like what is on the table now um in this package it's incredible um but you know what i think um animal crossing uh m- m- it's it'll always have a special place in my home and on my nintendo switch but um yeah as a as a little time capsule for the period of my life that was last year i do think i still have a lot of feelings balled up and like oh yeah mm-hmm. i really did nothing but this a year ago but um
0: <laughs> but wait i uh, I took note. I, I listened back to our original episode. Um, at that point, I had played the game for 165 hours, and I think you had played it for 130. Mm-hmm. Um, guess Where are what you? we're at now? Are you over a thousand? No, I'm not, um, but I'm I'm getting there. What are you at now? Um, I am at 765 hours. Holy shit! <laughs> Which, among some of my friends who are like hardcore Animal Crossing fans. Is on the lower side. I have some friends in the like. I have 800s, some 900s. In the,
1: I have some friends in like the fifteen hundreds. Like with this yeah. game, it's um, wild. I don't even you, think I'm not. Yeah. Oh, does it say what I am?
0: Yeah, you're at three hundred forty five hours, which ooh, that's is actually just more than I thought. I, thought. <laughs> I was
1: gonna, I was gonna say I don't think I've cracked three hundred, but you know that sounds oh, wow. about right.
0: Hmm. But, but yeah, it, it's it's amazing. I think this is my most played game of all time, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't know. I'm sure maybe as uh, maybe as a kid I played uh, one of my Pokemon copies a lot more. But I probably played but the yeah.
1: Incredibles, the movie, the video game more. But <laughs> you know, I, it was a different time. 2000, yeah, 2006.
0: Um, um, yeah, but I don't know. I, I, my final thoughts on Animal Crossing. I I love it as a cultural um object. I I think mm-hmm. this game is always going to have a place in our hearts as um as, as truly this thing that uh, launched gaming in the 2020s um true i mean it's like
1: as an introduction to the decade as like you know Mm -hmm. dark dark as the time was when it came around like it is a game that i think has sort of reset the table um for this coming decade of um interactive video games and media
0: Mm -hmm. and yeah and i I agree with you i do think there's a finite time where i think i will be done with it at some point i think that is still months and months and months to come because (laughs) i can picture myself continuing to uh, Designed for a long time. Um but I, I don't know. It's fun to look back and think about um like things like Raymond Mania when everyone was um was spending real life money on this gay who, cat who I have <laughs> on
1: my island now. He was like one of my one of my new um oh, nice. residents. Um literally mm. like raising the property value of my island by inviting a gay yeah. cat to
0: live there. <laughs> I famously, he moved in of his own free volition. I did not have to pay anyone shit. Uh, so he also moved in very early on into my island and I still have him there and he's one of my gay besties. Um, but yeah, that and like the whole Nook Miles ticket economy, which we alluded to earlier, uh, this in-game item that players decided had value and became, um, Became the main trading item, uh, item, specifically because it's the item that you mean, allowed you. You mean to... a
1: currency that only has digital form that like has no real value in the real world? That would be so crazy. Like I can't believe I've heard of
0: that before. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> yeah, no, truly, NMTs were the original NFTs. Ooh that's, a period. ooh, that's good. Ooh, that's a mm, good one. Makes you think, huh? it Does. It does. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, people like really. Um, got onto those Nook Miles tickets because, like, they were the main item that you used to, like, villager hunt, which is still a really popular thing that, like, streamers will do where they, like... It's almost like gambling where you just, like, use this ticket to go to an island and get a random villager and you can then ask them to move in. So it's a... a, it's interesting the like way that so many little subgames have appeared within the macro game that is Animal Crossing, and I think that's really beautiful and cool. Yeah. These games well, yeah. Just... Well, it's
1: very, very meta in that way. Very mm-hmm. much uh, the digital world replacing our physical world. There's it's yes, more than just that. a more than just a gardening simulator, more than just a talking to animal simulator. It's a whole new society. Mm-hmm. Ooh,
0: ooh. Maybe one day we'll all we'll all be uh, living island life amongst are little anthropomorphic animals.
1: What would you do if they came out with, um, an Animal Crossing VR update?
0: I would live for it. Ooh, well, I, did I, I play Animal Crossing in VR? I,
1: rem- I remember you figured out how to, like, stream the game, uh, like, on a screen in VR, but not, like, full 360 yeah. VR.
0: Mm-hmm. Also, well, the closest thing I got is this update added the, like, first-person camera. Uh-huh. uh You can, like, take pictures in first-person now and, like, walk around your island in first-person. Um... And so like I got in VR, uh hooked up like my capture card to my Switch and like basically had a giant screen in front of me made it so that it almost looked like I was in the game and then walked around in first person. <laughs> and it was it was neat. I thought it was fun. It, it made me excited for the idea of one day being in a full little cartoon Animal Crossing world.
1: Yeah, and you only Who spent knows? and you only spent 16 hours straight in there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, catch me in 10 years old you know, if I'm in my late 30s and I'm spending hundreds of hours in in a virtual Animal Crossing, then something deeply, deeply sad has happened,
1: <laughs> or something very good is happening in your life. If that's like all you have time to do, T.
0: That's T. Actually. Anyways, hey, Animal Crossing. It's a great game. Um, check it out if you um, if you played it for a long time and uh, fell off, and have thought about diving back in, or if you've never played it before, get on in there. It's on yeah. Nintendo Switch
1: um Should we take a break and come back and talk about what else we're gay for
0: on our one-year yeah. anniversary special? Let's talk about uh, more. Let's just have. Let's, we'll be back with more gay for play in just a minute. Bye bye.
4: Hey, folks. Uh, my name is Elijah. You may see my name in the bottom of the episode descriptions because I am indeed a patron of the podcast as well. And here's my little snippet about Animal Crossing New Horizons. So, uh, t is I actually bought this game for a guy that I liked at the time. It was the first quarter of university that went into remote learning. And initially, it was a way for us to continue to, um, you know, hang out after he went back home. Uh, unfortunately for me, uh, <laughs> he kind of ghosted me for like six months after he left campus, so I didn't really know how to feel about the game at that time. Um, nevertheless, I do have happier memories of the game, which are um, mostly playing with my housemates um, throughout the day, before and after virtual classes, building the island together, um, inviting friends who I couldn't be in community with, IRL, and uh, creating space um, for myself where it really wasn't possible physically. Um, The 2.0 update came at a really good time for me because I had wanted to play the game again but felt stuck so I decided to relinquish all of my attachments from my prior island to start anew and continue to play the game with a lot more intention. It's now become part of my daily morning routine and it's refreshing to enjoy this game after a long long time.
1: And we are back with some more gay for play. Uh, as you probably heard through the episode, we got a couple of little snippets from some of you, dear listener,
0: dear listeners.
1: Uh, well, specifically, <laughs> specifically the ones who wrote it. Not, not you who's listening right now. I don't know who's listening, but as you heard earlier, um, friend of the pod Leo Grierson, friend of the pod Eli, both sent in little audio clips that um. We've interspersed through the episode, we heard some other uh, really great messages uh, talking about your experiences with Animal Crossing New Horizons, you know, the ways in which it's been there for us, you know, like a good blanket or a responsible partner throughout the last year and a half.
0: Yeah, Yeah, it was so
1: nice to hear from our listeners.
0: It was nice, yeah. We also got this uh, lovely email from our dear friend Devin, friend of the pod, uh, that I wanted to read. Uh, they said on ACNH, I've always loved the idea of ACNH more than playing it. The piece, the routine, the customization of the villagers. The customization and the villagers, of course. I started off strong and then fell off the wagon quickly. Well, girl... Mm-hmm. Time to pick it back up, me thinks. I even wrote a little song about it a few years ago. Maybe when we have them on the pod, we'll ask them if we can, sh- if we can share it live. Um, and then they say, uh, very happy about the updates. H makes me think about the life I was building at the time I got it. And much like restarting in the game, sometimes you have to do that IRL too. It's been a tough year. Be kind to yourselves. Thanks for the last hmm. entertainment and connection. Thank you, Devin. Thank you, Devin.
1: And what a great point. Um, you know that a lot of last year felt like <laughs> our planned lives imploding Animal Crossing was like the structure yeah. that, we, that we so desperately needed. Um, and yeah, it's okay like, to just start over sometimes.
0: Yeah. Like I said, Animal Crossing is a, is giving virtual mm-hmm. um Erase it all and start again. I or don't. don't. So don't maybe know, but, just keep building on it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um sweet well thank you so much listeners um if you do have other animal crossing memories you'd love to share you can always email them to us at gayforplaypodcast at gmail.com um you can find us online uh at on instagram and twitter at gayforplaypod we'll talk about that again at the end though
0: we're not done we're not done we still have more podcasts for you um hey before we talk about what else we're gay for our segment where we talk about what else we've been consuming it's a very self-explanatory segment Yeah. Um, I wanted to ask, like, we kind of talked about it at the top of the the episode, but, like, how has our relationship uh, with queerness and video games changed over the past year that we've been doing this show? And how do you think it's going to, I don't know, continue to evolve? Have any thoughts? Ooh,
1: I do. I have have lots of thoughts. Um, Let me go back to my thoughts that I had typed in a document. Yeah, you know, I've been... um, consuming video games for most of my life um Mm -hmm. and just to to see the way just in the last year like my my relationship to it changing you know uh, i wouldn't say drastically i wouldn't say that i'm like i I drastically like think about games differently now but um that i approach them from a place of um a a lot more patience and a lot more thought and i'm a lot more interested in like the nuance of gaming i think it's really easy Mm -hmm. to um Take for granted the things that end up in video games, you know, but we forget that these are, you know, these massive pieces of art that take hundreds and hundreds of people sometimes to develop Mm -hmm. or only take one or two people. And then um, in those instances, it's amazing to think that video games can be made by such a small team of humans. Um, So I would say like the, the human aspect of video games, finding the... Um, the queerness in things that aren't even necessarily queer, I think we talk about that a lot, like things don't have to be quote-unquote gay to be gay. Um, mm-hmm. And video games have such an interesting approach to um, putting people in, in you know, the shoes of queer people. Um, yeah, do you, Does that make sense?
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I really like what you said about the human aspect of video games, because I think that's probably the biggest um change in my mindset even like I think it started even before we started making this podcast but has really kind of reached ahead once I started talking about video games critically on this podcast for the past year is it's really easy to um forget that games are made by people I think you know as kids I always just thought that they were you know these magical little portals to these worlds that always existed and like you know um it, it, you know now when I look back at games I'm like oh yeah these were all ideas that were created by developers and so much went into the creation of a game, mm-hmm. and um, and
1: so little is there by accident. I think that's yeah. something that ends up being very true of other mediums like animation, where you know nothing nothing is ever put in a game by mistake. It has computers and glitches, but like every everything has a purpose. Like things things mm-hmm. have intent behind them, and understanding like the the, uh, the 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 artist, the artistic intent, and the value that can have um, outside of just yeah. what you're experiencing in the moment, but how you relate what you experience back to other people. You know, video games yeah. are very social in that way.
0: Yeah, I, I think having that, like, cognizance, like, really helps me connect to games on a deeper level. Like, I, I think I'm – um, it's it's funny. Sometimes I feel like I am not as emotionally connected to games as I used to be, but then I think ultimately – just because I I consume so many of them that like sometimes they all bleed together into one. But then you know I'll, I'll play a game and that like really opens my eyes or changes my perspective in a major way, and it reminds me of the magic of this medium yeah. and why I love art and storytelling and um, in this medium. Um, so yeah. it, it's really cool.
1: Yeah, and the and the magic of that art can be di- can feel different as an adult than it can feel like as a child. As a child, yeah. everything is so new and grand and. You know, mm. your your nostalgic memories of playing Pokemon or Mario are not going to be the same as, like, experiencing the the grand, you know, narrative of a game like The Last of Us. But those are two very different experiences, meant for two very different age groups, but that those mm-hmm. can elicit similar senses of wonder without one, like, being grander or more important than another. Yeah. Um. So what do you... So when it comes to the idea of queerness in game, we are a podcast about queer video games, like, what do you... What do you how do you think your idea of like what you identify as queerness has has changed or shifted?
0: Yeah, I think I think my relationship with queerness um both in gaming and in life and with myself is always changing. Um yeah, like I, I don't know. I, I think when we started this podcast, it was very much like we were we were like, what games um have a lot of like cool, queer representation of queer characters? And, like, what games have queer themes or ideas that, like, um, uh, make queer people resonate with them. And I think that was a great starting point. But, like, I think I see queerness in so many more games now just because, like, I, my idea of what it is to be a queer person has uh, changed. Right. Uh, well,
1: I think one of my favorite episodes we did in the last year was our one on Outer Wilds, which is a mm-hmm. game that, like, I think on its surface we said, like, has has very little that you would think would be queer about it, but we ended up doing
0: Aside from the non binary aliens. <laughs> yeah,
1: but but the way the way that it turned into a conversation about like chrono heteronormativity in gaming and the way that like time can be queered. Like taking mm-hmm. the, the idea of queerness and applying it to something that doesn't even have you know a, a person or a character tethering that queerness to it. Um, um I've been reading a lot of um Dr. Bo Rüberg's The Queer Games Avant Garde, where um they interview several creators um throughout the industry who are working on um smaller indie queer titles or you know working in larger facets in the gaming world and in their interviews a lot of what these creators of of, of games when asked about what they think of as queerness um specifically in relation to games they have a lot of really interesting ideas but it kind of was it, uh, sort of synthesized and synthesized into these three ideas of Queerness being a motive, desire, a motive connection, and a call to social action. Mm. Um, and I feel like in a lot of ways, we've sort of taken on a lot of those same aspects in, in our discussions. If not just talking about queerness as what is the, the gender that you find yourself attracted to, but how does queerness relate to the way that you interact with other people? And how does yeah. queerness relate to your upbringing and the ways um, in which you identified then and the ways in which you identified now? When those things don't even at least in video games, don't always have to come back to a concrete idea of this is my sexual orientation or this is my gender yeah. identity. Um, it can be defined in so many other ways in such a um, um, nondescript, uh, uh, um, ephemeral, ethereal way that it's harder on in, in mediums like film or TV.
0: Yeah. I, I think for me, queerness is like a way of moving about the world and a way of looking at the world. Like I think... If, you know, just by virtue of the person that I am, I look at everything through a queer lens. You know, I, I, um, uh, everything that I do, it's like, it, I don't know, I, I, I don't have any like <laughs> concrete examples of how I do it, but it's like, I don't know, everything I look at, I, um, I look at through the lens of like, how is this, um, uh, you, you know, queer, the etymology of it is like, uh, different or weird. And I, I think that like, um, it's interesting that we use that word to um um to describe this uh, big old idea well, yeah, of being yeah because
1: it, it it can be so hard to define to make a queer space in your real world and yet video games offer like more access to que- quote-unquote queer spaces than any yeah. other medium can because of the ways in which gaming can connect people
0: and i guess to tie it to tie it into what i was going uh, to to my ultimate point was going to be it's that like i, I think now looking at games, I like the main thing when I think of like what's queer about this game. I think about like what's odd or what's different or what's special about mm-hmm. this game, and how does it, um, and how does it, how does that have something impactful to say, um, you know, through these like modes, these um, modes of queerness that you were describing, yeah, like, whether
1: it be through like the actions you're taking in the game or, um, you know, whether or not you're trying to win or lose something, or even something like the graphics being distorted or chunky or. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, looking in quotes bad, but like that can be an act of defiance and an act of going against the norm of like video games having to be something that follows a strict, you know, set of uh, paths or a strict set of like visual ideas.
0: Yeah. Ooh, that makes me think about like ooh. games I'm currently playing, like inscription, which well, we've mentioned before. Ooh. Maybe like, we'll have to do a
1: whole episode on it sometime.
0: Maybe point. we'll do a whole episode on it soon. But like, yeah, I, I don't know. It, it's cool. Cause when you like look at it through that lens, like it just opens up so many more possibilities, which is nice. Cause we're going to keep cranking out these podcast episodes. So it'll be <laughs> it's oh, nice to, we were That we're, you know, it, it's nice to be expanding our definitions of what queerness is as we continue to do the show. So. Mm-hmm. As the yeah, monster yeah. continues to grow and consume,
1: we'll be right mm-hmm. here feeding it, baby. Mm-hmm. Um, really quick though, before uh, we go, Lawrence, what else are you gay for this week?
0: This week, I am gay for a game that I've talked about on this podcast before, that is now finally out, and that I have it in my hands and I'm playing it. It's Pokemon Brilliant Diamond, which and,
1: I... and Shining Pearl,
0: and Shining Pearl. But I'm playing Brilliant Diamond because diamonds are a Quarrel's best friend, famously to it <laughs> Pokemon Diamonds specifically <laughs> Pokemon diamonds are a girl's best friend um as i've said before, Diamond and Pearl, these are were were and are my favorite entries in the Pokemon franchise um, that being said i 'm kind of conflicted on these remakes, mm. <laughs> which I kind of expected like I kind of expected it to be I will say i overall I am enjoying it i 'm having fun um it's it's pokemon it's certainly Pokemon Diamond and Pearl. Um, the thing about it is, these are, like, one-to-one faithful remakes of the DS games on Nintendo Switch.
1: How one-to-one are they?
0: They certainly are extremely one-to-one, uh, representations of this game. We're, like, it it feels like this is a game that just... I don't know, there's weird things about spacing and, um, and size in this game. Because, like... This game felt so massive when it was crammed onto a tiny little DS mm-hmm. that now it's that it's on a Switch and I'm playing it on like my big screen TV, I'm like, something about this feels weird, feels off. And I think what it, it what it comes down to is that like uh even though it's a faithful remake, it didn't do too much to elevate it into um the modern generation. Um I think the battles look gorgeous, like the battle animations look gorgeous. Um I am glad that they went with a the, the overworld grid design. That being said, it just doesn't feel full. Well, like, because they've, just...
1: they've kept, like, this little chibi design for the characters. They mm-hmm. almost kind of look like little, like, Funko Pops. But, yeah. but, but from above, it makes sense. But then I've seen clips of, like, when they go into cutscenes, like, they don't look that great once you're up close That's and you thing. see the size yeah. of them.
0: you Like, they zoom in, and, like, even, like, the textures on their faces, like like, look like they weren't scaled up for these close-up shots, which is weird. They, like, seem kind of pixelated. Um, and the thing is, like, this, like, this worked on the DS because, like, your mind just kind of filled in the blanks and, like, fel- filled out this world. But, like, now that it's on a bigger screen, it's kind of, um, uh, weirder to parse. There's yeah. also, like like, some... Uh, just some, like, little things. Like, movement feels kind of weird. Like, I I was saying on Twitter, like, the running feels a little bit too fast, but walking feels too slow. Um, also, like, like I said, this was originally a game based on, like, a grid map. Um, but they added this, like, free-flowing movement. That being said, like, if you're not lined up with something perfectly, then, like, a lot of times you can't, like, interact with the object. Like, you have to, like, move over a tiny bit after you've stopped moving to, like, press A and talk to somebody, Uh, which is kind of annoying. That, also, like, the environments, like, even though they are one, one-to-one one recreations, they feel kind of, like, uh, they feel kind of bare, like, it, it's funny looking at them and being, like, oh, wow, compared to, like, like, it looks kind of almost Animal Crossing house-ish if you, like, have, like, two pieces of furniture inside of a house, which <laughs> is upsetting. Also, and this is the most tragic thing for me, the soundtrack sounds off sometimes, which is upsetting to Unexcusable.
1: me because, like... Unexcusable.
0: Um, well, because that's like my favorite thing about Pokemon Diamond and Pearl are the soundtracks, um, and like something about the sound mixing is off. I I have this one example. Maybe I'll throw it in here. Maybe I'll throw it show it on social media. But it's the like Pokemon Center theme at night. Um, they just like did some weird things with synths that just don't sound good in the game, and I don't know. It's weird. Um, so
1: is it a is it a matter of like this this remake has had was was um it comes off kind of lazy or is it a matter of like getting the game that you wanted and just realizing in retrospect, huh, maybe this like didn't, I don't know. I haven't played it so I can't really I, say like yeah. what what is, what is at fault here for like why the game doesn't feel as good as it could.
0: I don't want to use the word lazy. I think that's dangerous when we talk about, uh, when we talk about game development because mm-hmm. game development is hard and like it, I can tell people put a lot of hard work into this and nothing about it feels lazy. Everything feels intentional. I just don't know if like the choices they made were the strongest choices they could have made for this um it's like the first remake where i feel like the originals are like a slightly better product um that being said though like i think it is still a good pokemon game and like i don't know i think i'm reanalyzing like my relationship with the pokemon franchise franchise and realizing that ultimately like it is a series for kids (laughs) uh and that being said like like, like it is very, like, kids' first RPG, and, like, it's still a very, like, um, basic JRPG. Um, and, like, putting myself in the shoes of, like, a kid playing this game for the first time, like, I would have a blast with this. I think it's an excellent Pokemon game. Um, and, like, it's still really cute, really inviting. Um, I will say, too, like, it is sometimes still challenging, like... I had a couple of the gym leaders like almost beat my ass. <laughs> beat yeah, well, my fam- ass famously,
1: I, I've heard the Pokemon games, the newer ones have gotten like too easy. Does this like yeah. rack up the difficulty back to like where they used to be? Yeah, yeah.
0: The, like it truly is an original in that like it keeps the like um, it keeps the challenge of this of the original games. Um, and I was like, oh, I can't just coast through this like I could with Sword and Shield. Um, so they're good Pokemon games. They're not excellent Pokemon games, and it makes me sad because I think that this series. Could be better and could have evolved more, but um I'm happy. I, I I'm happy with what I have. I just wish it could have been better.
1: Um does it make you more um excited for Pokemon Arceus or more hesitant for Pokemon Arceus?
0: I think it makes me more excited. I still I'm worried. I, it it's just the hype factor of that game that worries me. It's mm-hmm. like I want people to temper their expectations here. Um so yeah.
1: It's not gonna be Breath of the Wild. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I fear it won't be, and people think it's going to be, but anyway, we'll see, we'll see. Um, but yeah, that's that. Hey, Eric, what else are you gay for this week?
1: Oh my gosh, well, coincidentally, I'm also going to be talking about a um, remaster slash remake of a of a classic game from the mid-2000s. One that was also very important and very formative to me, personally, in my video gaming career. In um, your career. I'm, do you know what I'm talking about? I'm talking about spongebob battle for bikini bottom rehydrated
0: oh work (laughs)
1: um so if you don't know there was this game uh, i think it was 2004 called spongebob squarepants battle for bikini bottom basically the spongebob video game um at least when i think back to like the many many games that were based on spongebob squarepants this was the game for me did you ever play this original originally lawrence
0: I can't like I think I kind of have a what's it called a Berenstein Bears oh Mandela effect with <laughs> uh-huh. it <laughs> where I can't remember if I played this game or not I feel like I did but it may have been a different SpongeBob game. Uh,
1: well, you know, it's uh, a SpongeBob video game. It's a bunch of robots have taken over because mean old Plankton built an army of robots to get the Krabby Patty formula, and you, as SpongeBob, must visit the various boroughs in District of Bikini Bottom. All the iconic sets from the show. Um, back in 2004 when it came out, it was actually probably one of my most played games. It is like very much, um, you know, kids action platformer. It's really just like you jump, you have a button to hit. Um, and it's just getting to explore all these, you know, various environments from the TV show that have become so iconic. And this rehydrated, remastered version of the game that came out, I want to say was it was either last year or like earlier this year, which is... I would say in comparison to your thoughts on Pokemon Diamond and Pearl, they did such a great job um, updating mm-hmm. this game to the modern era. They really haven't changed a ton. You know, I haven't played this game in probably 10 years, and yet as soon as I started, I like remember the layouts of the levels exactly. I know where I remember where the hidden stuff are, like how to get the secrets. Um, but with, you know, 15 plus years of like graphical fidelity updates, you know, this I would say the game now like better emulates the art style of the show than it did back on the original GameCube and PlayStation 2 consoles. Um, you know, the cutscenes, the characters are so much more expressive. Um the music sounds like just as good as it did before. Um and I'm really loving this like revisit. You know, I think there's been a lot of talk lately especially with like the Grand Theft Auto Remaster that just came out about like mm-hmm. companies who can like shoddy remasters shoddy remasters yeah. like really take like the low road when it comes to like preserving these games but this is i for, for my for my money's worth a really incredible preservation of like what i think is like a pretty iconic game not just like in the SpongeBob you know, world of of video games, but in just like the video game world of video games, I'm I'm loving every minute the of the video this. game world yeah. of video games. You know, yeah, <laughs> the video game world of video games where I live and spend my um, waking and breathing moments at all times.
0: That's um, dope. I'm so glad. Yeah. That, I'm, I'm glad that like it's not all it's not all um, rough waters in the world of um, mm. video game remakes. Very
1: month. smooth waters <laughs> in Bikini Bottom. Yes, That's I love dope. the sponge. I love him.
0: Work. Well, that hey. marks
1: one year of gay for play. One whole
0: year of us doing this dang thing. Can you believe?
1: i Truly, no.
0: <laughs> yeah, i it, it's wild. We we were saying last week we did we didn't think we we'd get this far, but hey, lo and behold, nevertheless, we persisted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, hey, thank you all for listening. Whether this is your first episode or your or what, your last 40 first forty second, or yeah, or your last, you're like I can't do any more of this. Um, we thank you for coming with us on this journey and whatever whatever way you have. Um, really, really means the world, and we're excited to um, just continue to keep growing this show uh, and we have...
1: make next year even gayer than this one.
0: Mm-hmm. Now that we started, exciting... we can't stop. Yeah, yeah, it it only gets more yas from here. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: um
0: yeah i don't know like i think we have some exciting ideas for guests um next year um and for the rest of this year i think we're gonna start heading into game of the year stuff Mm -hmm. pretty soon i'm excited Mm, making Um, a list
1: checking it twice
0: mm -hmm, gonna find out who's um what's nicer than nice who's poggers and nice (laughs) <laughs> yeah and very
1: exciting things in our future for gay for play don't worry listener we are going to play life is strange eventually at some point at some point <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, truly man.
1: i mean um, i i because i thought when we started this show oh my god we're gonna run out of stuff to talk about so fast and yet looking at like our list of untalked about games i'm like oh fuck when are we gonna get oh to fuck still need to play that still need to play
0: that, we still to yes. play that. Mm-hmm. um and we if still you talk have about what? We still haven't talked about the pink man Kirby and his his magical gay powers. I don't know show. that
1: I'll ever be ready for that.
0: Mm, you better prepare, because I'm, I'm a Kirby stan in this house.
1: What would happen <laughs> if Kirby sucked up you? Like, what would the power be that he absorbs?
0: Mm, I've thought about this a lot, and I don't know, because I mean, gaming sounds like such a boring answer. Mm. I, I probably, I don't know, uh, writing funny things on Twitter would be his superpower. Mm. So sad. Mine would probably so be sad.
1: depression. He'd suck me up and eventually <laughs> want to get into bed. <laughs> um anyway, if you want to tell us what your Kirby power would be, mm-hmm. go ahead and email us at gamerplaypodcast@gmail.com. Um Yeah. Yeah, and if you have other games you would love to hear us talk about, um, like we please said, there's plenty
0: of them. Um, we are never going to get to all of them, so please continue yeah. to give us ideas. Um and we're going to need a, at least a year's worth of content um, to make it to year two, so let us know. And if you want to support us making that content, we have a Patreon page, patreon.com. For just as little as one little dollar a month. If you want to show your thanks this Thanksgiving, be like, hey, these... Uh, these two queer weirdos have given me some kind of joy. I think they're worthy of one dollar. Throw us a buck. Throw us a buck over on patreon.com slash playpod Um you'll get some bonus episodes, some bonus content. Um yeah, it's a real chill time.
1: Yes. And uh as always, if you want to find me online, you can go to Eric of the Sun. There's an uh, underscores between all of those words. I'm on Instagram and Twitter. And I'm on
0: Instagram and Twitter, and Twitter at afroman 76 And we should say our podcast is on Instagram and Twitter at gayforplaypod.
1: Hell yeah!
0: <laughs> Work. Okay. Um, We're recording this on Tuesday. I have a lot of um Thanksgiving preparations to make. Yeah. I have a recipe I have that to, I need to go over I for some to dinner rolls. I pack and drive
1: home tomorrow, yeah. So I got yeah. to go. Yeah.
0: Um, lots to do. Hey, happy Thanksgiving, uh, my, uh, dear friends. Happy Black Friday shopping. Happy Christmas season. Whatever happy it Hanukkah. is you
1: celebrate this year, just yeah. enjoy it. Enjoy times with loved Hanukkah's ones already you here, were lucky right? we... to have them. What?
0: We're, like, in a Hanukkah already, right? Hanukkah's December. No, it's not always December, girl. It's, it's I not... think it already started this year. I already start. I have to go ask my roommate it's literally okay, it's literally not always in December That's, well I know it like starts like
1: it'll start like at the end of November I don't know neither <laughs> of us are Jewish on this podcast uh,
0: anyways
3: any <laughs> right ways all that
0: to I'll send us an email say, on uh, at twitter.com if you, or at twitter at gmail.com if you know when Hanukkah starts
1: mm, one year <laughs> a podcast our outros are not any less messy <laughs> I love that's the one thing we haven't gotten better at at all is ending
0: the show. (laughs) Nope. Haven't figured it out yet. (laughs) Nope. No, no no one's quite cracked a code. No one knows how to do it. Um, anyway, I think the answer, I think the answer is
1: to never end the podcast and to keep talking. Yeah. Just never end. Just
0: keep it going. The content never ends. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But this one's about to end.
1: Yeah. Goodbye. Love you. Bye.
0: Love you. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to Gay for Play. Our theme music is by Connor Marsh, and our show art is by Nick Adams. If you've got some extra bells you'd like to hand us, you can check the episode description for a link to our Patreon, socials, and other ways to support the show. And until next time, thank you again for making one year of this show possible. Now go enjoy island life. Catch some fish. Catch some bugs. Get a job. Pay off that house loan.